1: Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but I like them and they put me in a good mood and that's probably better for you guys. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. How soon? Well, individually, he'll be coming back for people on a regular basis. But the way things are going, I would say, don't pack a lunch. (laughs) It's like that kind of mentality. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we're typically those that just absorb and don't do. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? That's because I have my written contract received today. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Going through that process, you're thinking, well, what does that have to do with? Well like today when I went into the studio and before I I got all prepped for the show I went outside and there was a little sanitizer um little sanitizer bottle and I pushed on the sanitizer bottle and you know when you push on a little bottle it has a little spigot and the little spigot's supposed to go down in your hand it shot straight across to my shirt <laughs> straight across <laughs> like that right in that moment I have to act like a Christian <laughs> Okay, and I did as I laughed. Five years ago, I would have been speaking in a third tongue. That's a big growth right there. We're talking about that kind of thing. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question about the Christian journey, about the stuff that we engage with, about what's going on without making it kvetchy, without making it complainy, if you've got something going on and you just want to share it, you got a prayer request, you got a praise report, something you want to share. We get praise reports through the emails and we get praise reports through the text. You're also welcome to do it on the show. We encourage you to reach out to us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, Captain Chris will answer the phone and then you will be Still a great, great, great uh, gimmick, right there. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, you can text us two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That's two one four two one zero eight four eight three. You can email us david at he must David at he must increase. Dot org we will send you to the website and i have to do this and you can't get mad at me there's nothing i can do about it this has to do with you it has to do with me it has to do with all of us we do need some giving because every time we get into december we have a, a little bit of a change in our giving dynamic it's just what happens it's happened now this is so the show is going on three years but this is our our I can't remember this is our third Christmas or our fourth because we're rotating in there we started uh, I think it's our third one anyway what happens if the giving goes down and that makes things a lot tougher we're going to ask you to help us get through that this month it is what the 16th I think the 16th of December let's not go through this I don't want to go through this I know you don't want me to go through this because then I'll just sit there and whine about it (laughs) That's no fun for anybody. So if you can, if you can contribute, we would appreciate it. Please reach out and go to he must increase.org. Website he must he must increase.org. Email David at he must Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right. Now, while you're there, by the way, there is that prayer request page. So you click on that prayer request page, and it, it takes like a second to load because it's a dynamic one-two-three form. You know those form one-two-three things, uh, so it's really inexpensive. <laughs> okay, but so it takes a moment. To, but Lord, if you have a prayer request, let us know. We love to pray for people. I spent a, a long time praying today. I prayed about a half hour before physical therapy. Boo, physical therapy, even though it's good for you. And then I prayed about 40-some-odd minutes on the way back down here. And it's like yeah, there's plenty of things to pray about, plenty of time. If you got something going on, let us know. We will participate with you in that and join you in your struggle, just like Paul says in Romans 15, 30, join me in my struggle by praying for me. That's That's how you do it. That's what you do. So, and then we also want you to check out the app Spoonanity. I don't know. It's cute. It's funny. It works. And I'm happy about that. All right. Uh, last thing I'm going to say, and then we're going to get into the teaching. Is this Thursday? So we have, this is Thursday. So we have read and ramble. And then we're going to have the, the expository. But I do want you to know this one thing. This is funny. So Noel and I are just, you know, we are very deeply connected on every level. Uh, Unfortunately, we've had something arise today that will become a problem that we are going to discuss as I'm driving home today, and that is she ordered me a couple of presents, right? And I ordered her a couple of presents, and they're all arriving at the same time. (laughs) So We want nothing but peace. (laughs) We just need the wisdom. See, that's the regular stuff you go through in Christianity in life. That's life. And some people are like, well, don't buy presents." Okay, too late on that. So let's move forward and figure out a solution, right? Okay. All right. In the meantime, let's get into our read and ramble. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming,
0: ramming,
1: ramming, <laughs> ramming, Ram- <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Here you go. First Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five. Verse 9, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. So many cool things in this, but let's just, uh, I'll make a quick notation. About two and a half years ago, the Lord took me to this verse, especially verse 11 in regards to the radio show, encourage one another and build each other up uh, as you're already doing. That was very encouraging to me to get that from the Lord kind of thing. Here's the big thing about this text. For God did not appoint us to wrath. Now there's some people that are going to have you know issues with free will and predestination, and nobody's arguing that that's some of that stuff's hard to grasp and pull it all together. But let's get uh, something right off the bat: God did make an appointment for us. Okay, when He appoints you something, it's like making an appointment. Okay, now everybody knows what making an appointment is like, right? If you go into the doctor, if you're going to the dentist, if you're going to the chiropractor, if you're going to a massage therapist, if, uh, I'd say if you're going to the DMV, but that just doesn't seem to really work. Anyway, whatever appointment you're making, right? And then you're there. Well, God made an appointment for you. Kind of like Noel does for me because I'm bad at stuff like that, right? And your appointment is not for wrath. God has made an appointment for you. For salvation. Now that is, just think about how cool that is. God made the appointment, right? So I'm thinking if he makes the appointment, he knows that whoever's, the the appointment process, they'll be good at what they're doing, right? Second, he did it not towards wrath, but towards salvation. And I think what we tend to forget is God could pull you apart piece by piece laying all of your sin on any you know, any surface showing you inch by inch your sin from your mouth, from your hands, from your heart, from your mind, all of it, and just lay it out there before you, and you would just be like, not good. But that's not what he set up. What he set up is for you to have an appointment for salvation, for rescue. He made that appointment, and he made that appointment how? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the great things— that Christmas should do. I hate to do it this way, but this is the only way to do it. One of the great things that Christmas should do is not just sit there and celebrate, yay, Jesus became a man. Yay. Okay. It's why he became a man. It's not the he became a man. It's why he did it. He did it so that there can be a coordination of salvation for us. True to the Spirit. Of What Christmas should be is the idea that we celebrate that God took that much time and effort to bring redemption into all of our lives. Every holiday that is Christ-based should be focused on the reality that God created peace between us and him through Jesus Christ— It's pretty simple. I like the way that Pastor Kurt at Stillwater Community Church did it. He had a picture of God. Then he had a picture of man, like kind of like on two sides of a a big piece of paper. And then he put the space in, but there's no connector in between. And then he put a big cross, and that represented Jesus. And the cross is how God steps towards man, and man steps towards God. And it's like, that's so good. That's what Christmas should be, as well as Easter. You don't just do, hey, Christmas, great time to celebrate. That's what New Year's is for. (laughs) Come on, right? I mean, Christmas is about recognizing God made a provision. He appointed us not to wrath, which he could easily have done, but appointed us to salvation through Jesus Christ, who died for us. He demonstrated his love for us, that he died for us while we were still sinners. Man, that... That is worth celebrating. That's it. That's all you can say. That's worth a celebration. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: Most of my life, it feels like I Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience?
1: It's because heaven is not some statue-esque place where people go there and then freeze. Wait, I'm in heaven. I'm standing. Nope, I can't sit. Wait, no, I'm in heaven. I'm sitting. No, wait. I can't stand. Where does that kind of concept of heaven come from? Well, is he standing or is he sitting? I'm going to go with he's doing both. He's standing on this one. He's sitting on this one. Over there, he could be doing a Scooby-Doo act. I don't know what he's doing. All I know is that heaven is not about frozen people that don't move. And if we don't get a better handle on what heaven is, we're going to lose all. Our communication of our hope to a hope that's based on 72 virgins, which guarantees you after 73 times, it's not the fun it was the 72 times. It's so ridiculous. And that's the hope we're not winning on? You have
0: got to be kidding me. The David Spoon Experience. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience on God, Country, Texas, 770-K-A-A-M.
1: Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I will let you know we have signed and are official for another year of radio. Wow. I mean, it's just like, wow. So our three year anniversary is, I think, March 18th. And then we'll carry on until December, as far as we know. You know, that's up to the Lord. I mean, we could, uh, everything could be done tomorrow. The Lord comes back. I'd be like, yeah, I'm happy about that. So that's uh, how everybody should be living. You know, you don't act busy, you get busy and be busy for the kingdom of God. Here is your first trivia question God asked Jonah to prophesy in which city? In which city? Did God ask Jonah to prophesy? If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, and then you can send an email David at he must increase In the meantime, we'll do our DNA because it's important to do. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Drawing in daily, every day. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say, even if you're still growing in the faith. There's people out there that listen to this show that are uh, don't want to tell others around them. They're kind of ashamed of what uh, Jesus said, and they're not trying to be. And so I, and I particularly know one person. And my encouragement is to have courage, stand firm in your faith, never be ashamed of Jesus or His words, even if people mock you or make fun of you. And then, a, always be ready.
0: To serve. To
1: serve, which just means you are not just you, 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 you oriented, but that you are also sensitive to the Father, leading you as he's given grace through Jesus Christ and directing you by the Holy Spirit to minister to other people. Jesus came to serve others, not to be served. That's the big key. All right, we have somebody on hold ready for the trivia question. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
0: Hey, David, this is Eric. Do, do, do. Do, do, do.
1: <laughs> hey, brother, how are you?
0: Doing good.
1: How you doing? I'm doing great. I had actually had a pretty good physical therapy, and they told me two weeks or four weeks, and then I can get rid of the brace. And so I'm just like, please let it be two are weeks.
0: You, are you on crutches? Are no, you I'm done. Crutches?
1: Done with crutches. Okay, which is good because uh. now when I get coffee or tea, I can actually, you know, waddle my way back to my chair. <laughs> that's how I get there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if I can get out of the brace, it'll be so much nicer. So that's my big. That's my big prayer. Just to get out of that. All right. You ready for the trivia? Uh yes, sir. Okay. Hey, you don't have to call me sir.
0: There <laughs> uh, we go. Yes, David.
1: Yeah. Da- okay, that's much better. Mr. David, do you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> God asked Jonah to prophesy in which city?
0: Uh Nineveh.
1: That is correct! Eric is on the scoreboard. Excellent job there. And that's uh, directly, people People forget, he wanted to go to Nineveh. He just decided to go somewhere else. <laughs> and I was like, whoops, yeah, that ain't going to work for you. So that's what God, God will put it on our hearts to do something. We're like, eh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
1: How are things otherwise?
0: Uh, good, otherwise. And uh, I just wanted to, a- Call in. I haven't called in in quite a while, so I just wanted to say hi and and I think the last time I missed the trivia, so I knew this one. So I said I better call in and see if I can get my score <laughs> up a little bit higher, higher grade there,
1: get the average up higher, right? <laughs> yeah, to get the average up. <laughs> That's great. Well, I love hearing from you. You're a wonderful, wonderful brother in the Lord, and a, and I believe a true friend. So I really appreciate you.
0: Oh, uh, thank you, David. That means a lot to me, yeah. and I I. Think likewise.
1: Thank right. you. And you are, you are welcome, my brother. All right. All right. Have a great day. All right. God bless. All right. God bless. Bye. Right. All right. So there's a couple of people that we just, you know. Eric Kane was the first person to come to uh, when I taught at uh, Stillwater. And at first he introduced himself. I didn't realize who he was. And then Noel's like, you know, Dave, that's Eric. I'm like, oh. <laughs> hey, I'm not the smart. I'm not the sharpest tool in the box. I'm just in the box. So, I mean, that's... Okay. All right, let's get to this next text. Good job, by the way, on the trivia, So here's this next portion, and I want you to get this because this is a little theological. Ooh, ooh, people get scared when they hear that word. Uh, for God did not appoint us to wrath. We covered that, but obtained salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. So that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Let's just nail this down before it gets super-duper weird. This awake or sleep thing is alive or dead. There's no—don't even—there's nowhere to go. Here, I'll read you a comment. This is uh, just so you can know uh, from Leon Morris, who's a well-known scholar. Uh, Union with Christ means entering a new relationship, so enduring in its effects, that even death cannot affect it. Whether we're awake or asleep means whether we live or die. It is physical life and physical death that is in mind, not ethical. Just no space there, no anything. It's like whether you're alive in the Lord or dead in the Lord. No, no. This is whether you're alive or dead. Period. Stop trying to make it overly spiritual. And the reason that you can say that is simply because of a passage like Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. To die and be with Christ is far better. How much better? Far better. How much? Far. So it's better. Yes, it's better. And so to, to depart and be with Christ is far better. Period. And so, what he says in this text as we're winding out of Thessalonians. Is he died first? So whether we're awake or asleep, we're we're with him. It's over. You are united with Christ. Now, if when he returns, people are like, "What happens during the rapture?" You know, well then when we returns and we and people that are still alive at that point get up and caught up with him, that'll be one thing. But you are never going to be separated from Jesus again. that's, that's your that's the commitment he's made. If you decide to walk away, that's when people get into, well, what if somebody walks away and da 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 You know, I wish I really could define that because I don't think you can truly walk away if you're truly saved, but that's only something God would know. Here's what I would say to you. Stay connected, and there won't be an issue. That's all just that simple. He he died for us, so whether we're awake or asleep, we might live together with him. Look at verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. Because Jesus is with us no matter what, life or death, encourage one another. Hey, you know, that is a tough thing you're going through, and I'm sorry, but the Lord's with you in it. Do that. Keep doing that. Encourage one another. Build one another up. So there's two principles there. One, encourage means to instill courage, a kind of an attitude of, yeah, yeah. Yes, I can. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then to build each other up is just the opposite of taking somebody down. And guess how we often build people up or tear people down? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You want to say something about somebody and you say it's negative, that tears them down. You, you, you speak to them in that capacity of death. You want to speak life, you build them up. Right? Right? We, we desire in the show to speak life as often as we can. That doesn't mean you don't speak the truth. It doesn't mean you don't say, hey, look, this is the alternative. You can reject God, and if you keep rejecting God, he's going to reject you, and that's going to be it, okay? You're going to go to hell. That's not evil speech. That's truth. But when we're talking with one another, we can encourage one another. We can bless one another. We can lift one another up. We can build each other up, and we should be doing that with our words. I find it's easier to do it with my spouse, but sometimes harder to do it with my kids. <laughs> this is what I found Now this is not everybody because some people are just great parents okay I is not. okay so uh, I have a harder time just being the encourager for the kids, not all the kids, let's say one of the kids uh, it, because I'm always uh, doing the evaluation. On the one shot. And it's wrong. It's terrible. It's dumb. And I know it. So I need help for it. I need to speak to them and lift them up and not just speak at them and tell them how they should be more like their father which is really dumb because you really don't want more people like me walking around this planet. What you really want are people to be like Jesus. Anyway, the point being, whether we're awake or whether we're asleep, whether we're alive or whether we're dead, we are together with Jesus. And we are supposed to encourage one another and build each other up. As we're already doing, you keep on doing it. So the real uh, the real song that this would lead you to, I hate to do this, but I just kind of have to, is you encourage one another and you build each other up and you keep it going. You don't stop thinking about tomorrow. You just got to keep pushing and making sure that everybody's encouraged around you and blessed around you and keep in mind that what you give out comes back to you. What you sow, you reap. And so when you give encouragement, when you give life, when you speak life, when you build people up, that comes back to you. You think that's important? You couldn't get through this journey without having some of that. You need it. Personally, I, as I as you read Scripture, you know that Jesus got it from his communion with the Father and the Holy Spirit. You just kind of get it because he spent some, enough time doing that. But he also was blessed by people that people were touched by. And it's like, hey, thank you. He appreciated being thanked, by the way. Remember the one guy that he had the ten lepers, and then the nine, they all got healed, and the nine left, only one came back? It wasn't Jesus said, don't thank me. It's not what he said. He said, that's the only one that got saved. Why? Because are the one that got it. So that's okay. It's a good thing to say thank you. You know what I'm saying? All right. Boy, that was a long <laughs> soapbox, wasn't it? All right. <laughs> Calm down, Dave. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a short break. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share, since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. And she even writes it. uh, beautifully. Beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm I'm fostering mama cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the mama cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes you're in the position and the, the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray, you can approach the Lord and the Lord, you know what? He might say, no, I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say, no, it's like, that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him, you become and more of your genuine real faith has to emerge see if you just asked and god did it every time you just asked one time it'd be like god would be like a genie well god's not a genie he's your heavenly father needs to be pursued wants to have a wonderful relationship with you and so the more you pursue the more he gets to spend time with you which is what he wants in the first place what he wanted with adam and eve the david spoon experience